Every one of us will face struggles, big and small, throughout our lives. Some of the struggles will be easily overcome and others will drag us down if we attempt to take them on all on our own. On today's show, a good friend of our host will share some exciting hunting stories and then he will share some of the struggles he has faced in his life and how he got through them. It was because of the men around him that he was able to defeat the attacks and live a victorious life. Come along now and join our host in camp as we visit about the struggles we have both in the woods and in life. The trail to adventure might be covered in speed bumps and obstacles, but when we travel with God through his great outdoors, there is hope for victory. Now here's our host, Dean Hulse. Welcome to God's Great Outdoors, the trail to adventure. I appreciate Adam in that introduction. We look forward to sharing tonight with you or this morning, wherever, whatever the case may be. And we're coming up on Christmas quickly, and so in case I forget next week, Merry Christmas. I'm with a great friend this week, Clayton Porter from Buckley. Buckley, yeah. Does anybody know where Buckley is? Uh, only the people that come to your camp. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Most of Buckley has been at my camp yeah, at one time or another. Quite a few of them. Yeah, it's uh, unless you know steam, want to go to steam engine show or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That's that's Here probably the, what it's best like, best known for. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's the only time it gets popular. It's the only time there are people come to that town, so. or to go to the tabernacle, right? Go to the tab. Yeah. Which uh, when I started, I, I, I should say we're we're just uh, we got to know each other through mm-hmm. Buckley Tabernacle, the church mm-hmm. there, and I've spoke there two or three times, mm-hmm. maybe three times altogether. The church is bigger than the town. It is. Very well, much. You're just south of Traverse City, and and uh, the first time I spoke there, the church was uh, not much bigger than my house. Yeah, I, I appreciate you. You started hunting with me five years ago. Five years ago, so okay. my fifth year up here with muzzleloader. With the muzzleloader, and yeah. I will say you're the most successful muzzleloader hunter we've ever had. And I appreciate yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> very much. Well, uh, you've, so, you've you've had some good hunts. I've had some good hunts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I took actually. Um, I'm I'm not. Grew up, I didn't grow up doing a lot of deer hunting, mm-hmm. so my, my dad wasn't a big deer hunter. We, we hunt a lot of uh, upland birds, so it was grouse and woodcock were primarily what we did. So, um, And then I joined the military, moved away for a long time. So my first buck is actually here. Uh, I got my first buck here, and then I got another buck the next year, and then uh, I've had an opportunity to get a buck every year. Yeah. Um, but muzzle loading is, is not as easy as just pointing and shooting something. Right. So. right this week, we're uh, fighting weather. Yeah. And not bad weather. We're fighting... No. Too nice. It's going to be. It's going to yeah. be almost fifty degrees, yeah. which for the UP of Michigan this in December yeah. is unheard of. But we've also had some years that almost killed you. Probably yeah. come close to a heart attack. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I didn't think I was going to make it. I mean, even that, that first year I drug that doe out it was over a half mile and three foot of snow. Yeah. And then last year, actually, we had it was it was fairly warm all week until that last day. Mm-hmm. And then um, I I thought I was going to end up being in a movie somewhere because I was walking across that cornfield. Um, the wind was blowing about 60 miles an hour and I couldn't see, I couldn't see three feet in front of me. And I just followed a corn row until I hit trees and <laughs> I thought I was going to die. It was pretty cold. So. I think from the very first year, you and I headed off really well. We sp- yeah. One afternoon, I think it was after you killed your buck, we, yep. s- we sat and talked for four or five hours. Yep. And, we, and I think probably you were probably one of the first ones that I shared a lot about my struggles right. and you shared a lot about your mm-hmm. struggles and and I really appreciate you mm-hmm. with, with that. And we're going to talk a little bit about the hunting today. I'd like to hear a little, maybe the stories with your daughters a little bit, because you got your yeah, daughters in the hunting. Now you've got four daughters? I have three daughters, three daughters. and a son. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah you, you remind me, we talked about this earlier, because you, you've met Adam, mm-hmm. our, uh, that helps produce the show with me. And yep. 
and he's got five little girls at home. Yeah. Adam, I'm sorry you're not here tonight with us because I, you would have enjoyed this with Clayton because mm-hmm. I know you guys get along well. But we're going to talk a little bit about some of the struggles that as men we go through and mm-hmm. some of that you and I have gone through and share a little bit about, like I said, we're going to talk about hunting, but we're going to talk about you and I just standing outside. We're just outside butchering mm-hmm. some chickens in the dark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fresh chickens. Yeah. And, uh, but we're going to, we're going to talk about some of the things that we go through yeah. that we don't need to, but we keep putting ourselves yeah. through it. Absolutely. So, uh, and we're going to take a break quick because we will let Adam talk now and Adam will share a, a, a little bit about our sponsors and he will share a little bit about a special giveaway we've got for Christmas. We're going to give away some books to donors, and and I think uh, you've got some of my books, I believe. I and yeah. But we're going to give those away at Christmas time now, or through the whole month of December for donors. So uh, we'll be back in a minute. Adam will share that stuff with us, and then we'll come back and talk about the the problems that we bring on ourselves and the, the things that we go through in in life. We'll be right back. For the last 26 years, God's Great Outdoors Trail to Adventure has been broadcast out to win men and women, boys and girls for Jesus Christ. This is only possible by the generosity of our listeners. Thank you to all who have supported us in the past. God has blessed us because of you. We pray for you to feel his blessings as well. Additional underwriting support has been provided by Matthews Archery, the leader in the archery industry. Mission Archery, with revolutionary crossbow technology. Three Rivers Archery, supplying everything you need to make your own traditional archery equipment. Hunter Safety Systems, saving lives is what we do. And Conviction Game Calls. At Conviction, we do not separate work from our faith. We believe that our faith should be evident in every aspect of our lives, and the outdoors is one of the best places to share that. God's Great Outdoors has produced many ministry tools, including tracts, DVDs, and books to help you reach others for Jesus Christ. You can access these items, other God's Great Outdoors items, and so much more at our website, ggoutdoors.org. That's ggoutdoors.org. It's the season of giving and serving, and we'd like to offer our listeners, readers, and supporters a special gift from God's Great Outdoors. During December, we'd like to give you one of the outdoors devotionals written by our host. Dean has shared many hunting, fishing, and outdoor stories combined with scriptural truths in these devotionals. Every donation of $20 or more to God's Great Outdoors will receive a 30-day devotional. Gifts of $100 or more will receive a 365-day devotional and journal. These devotionals will become a daily activity that will bring you back day after day. Become a partner of God's Great Outdoors this month and be rewarded with a gift that will keep on giving. And thank you for your support of God's Great Outdoors. Welcome back. Thank you, Adam, for that uh, for that information. And I'm I'm again with Clayton Porter, a great friend from Buckley, Michigan, and we are 15, 20 miles south of Traverse City, yep, Greater Traverse miles. City yep. area in Michigan. And we became good friends through hunting, and it, it's beyond that, mm-hmm. you know. And I, it's it, like I said, we always have a good time, and it's always gets pretty deep. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But before that, I thought maybe you'd share a little bit on because our muzzleloader hunting here is reliant on weather. Yes, very much. And a couple of years ago, everybody else went home, mm-hmm. gave up. Yep. And you stayed another night. So tell stayed, us about that yeah. night. So, yeah, I stayed another night. Uh, we went hunted that morning. It had been really slow. Is similar to this year uh, where we had, I think the first day I showed it was 48 degrees. 
saw nine deer. The next day it was around 50. I saw like eight deer. And then the next day the, the temperature started to drop, but I only saw two deer, mm-hmm. uh, which the year before I was seeing 40, 50 deer a right. day. I mean, it was right. insane. We also had three and a half foot of snow. But, yeah. And so like my expectations that coming into it were real big. And then, uh, but then as the week went on, it was just like, I, I felt like I was going to see a buck and I knew we were going to see bucks and there wasn't a ton of people um, here that year. And so we ended up, I sat that, that morning with, with our friend Matt. And then, mm-hmm. um, that, that evening uh, I went out and sat at, uh, one of your, your stands I'm actually hunting this week and saw one spike. Uh, we get down to the last 15 minutes of light and the year before I went home with two deer and I was like, I'm going to go home empty handed. And, and I don't do a ton of hunts and, and travel and hunts. Yeah. And so that would have been my first experience for that at that time. And so, uh, I was feeling a little bummed, but I remember I was sitting there praying and I was like, God, you know. And, and sometimes I feel foolish asking God to like, can you can you give me a deer? Yeah. You know, um, it's like there's so many more important things in my life right. I can pray for. But you know, it was just at that moment. It's like my wife's going to kill me if I came up here and didn't bring <laughs> for home a week venison. And didn't bring right. home venison. And so I, I I prayed that prayer, and, and a couple minutes later, I see a doe come off to my left, and I hadn't seen any deer come from that direction. A couple of days I'd hunted there, and so a uh, deer came down off the ridge, and and I noticed that her hair was folded up, but I had a doe tag, and I was going to take her. Uh, and she got down to the, uh, down to the, the kind of the shooting lane down there. And, and I was getting ready to shoot her and I caught some glimpse out of the left corner of my eye. And I look up and 30 yards away, there's a, there's a, a very large wide frame seven point. Uh, and I, and I, you know, it's funny. I'd even look at the rack. I looked at the rack and I counted one, two, three, three up good. And I put it on the shoulder and then you've made fun of me for this. Um, <laughs> I'm really hard of hearing. I'm, I'm, I'm a veteran and I've, uh, I spend a lot of time around aircraft, and I, I'm hard of hearing, so I, I have a tendency now to make sure I put my, my earmuffs on. Oh, yeah. So I, told, I pulled the gun back out of the window while he was standing there, found my muffs, put my muffs on, put the gun back out. He never moved, never hard, looked at me. This is the biggest buck you had ever probably yeah, seen yeah. when you had a gun in your hands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, but he stood there solid, and I put it on his shoulder, squeezed off, and he was, he was dead on the spot, but he decided to run down the hill on his nose, do a handstand, and... yeah. And so, but yeah, I was, I was super excited. I yeah. remember shooting you the text and uh, I was so excited. And you sent me the picture. Yeah. And it was interesting because I didn't have buck on that camera, that, that buck on a camera that year. Mm-hmm. The year before we had seen him, the year before that, I saw him in person mm-hmm. and I found one of his sheds. I think I sent it, you home with a yeah, shed, right? It's on a, I had, I got a shoulder mount of him and I actually had the shed is over his neck. Yeah. So. And, but he, so he was a five year, five and a half year old buck. He had been a six point most of his life, and he had come up as a right. seven. But he's a cool buck. He's he wide. Is. He's got a he's super wide, twenty and three quarter yeah. inside spread. Um, and what was, I really love about him is just, he's got two really short brow tines, mm-hmm. but they ninety degree both of them yeah. ninety degree. So it's kind of cool. It's, and, so. and it's a great story. And I, I should say that uh, I get down there, and I told you I was coming. I was going to mm-hmm. help you. I get down there, and you drug him halfway up the hill oh, when yeah. I could have driven right to the bottom. I was excited. <laughs> And it really wasn't that bad. I had so no. much adrenaline running at that point. I got him up there quick. So Yeah. It was a great story to a, a, a five-year or four-year story with that buck when we thought he was dead, right. you know, then disappeared for that long yeah. and then showed up. You know, you've you've been working in uh, in some ministry. We talked about it just a little while ago. Mm-hmm. You know, someday you, you're thinking that uh, getting into counseling and ministry mm-hmm. more on a full-time basis yeah. if God leads you there. And one of the things that, brought you to that is just some struggles yeah. in life. And you can talk a little bit, raised in a Christian home. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and where it went from there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was born and raised in a Christian home. 
I actually went to the tab before the, the tab was big. About 25 uh, people you said. Yeah, and there was like 25 people there. Um, I grew up in that in that church, and uh, we had a really, uh, it was just a small, very conservative church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I got saved when I was seven because the Sunday school teacher told me that, you know, if you, if you don't get saved, you're going to burn in, in hell for uh-huh. the rest of your life. And I was scared, and I got saved. And But I, I never understood at that time, I guess I didn't understand that, that God was also God of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent most of my life living um, with this mentality that God was up there with big fly swatter, mm-hmm. and he was waiting for me to screw up, and then when I screwed up, he'd slap yeah. me. You know, um, when I was seven, I had a we got in a car accident uh, with my sister, and it happened literally probably 20 minutes after I lied at an arcade oh. because I didn't put enough money in. Oh. And that, that, but that was, it was shortly after I got saved, so it was also at that same time where I was, it, it reiterated that, that feeling of, of God is not there He's not a God of grace. He's yeah. not a great God of yeah. mercy. He's there waiting for you to screw up. And and so I spent a lot of my life living that way uh, with that mentality. So I believed in God, and I grew up in a home that was very, very much pushed the Christian faith and belief in God, And but I didn't understand it. Yeah. And I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't even say I really had a relationship. Uh, it was just based out of fear, which mm-hmm. fear of God is healthy, but... Wrong kind of fear. Wrong kind of fear. Yeah. yeah. And so problem was, is I grew up with that mentality... I'm one of six kids. We never had a ton of money, and you know, a lot. Of, and I'm the second youngest, and so it was. It was a tough childhood. My parents got divorced when I was 15. Um, that was very, very traumatic for I me. And I had a lot of problems, and we could talk for days about all of that and stuff I've processed since mm-hmm. then. But the problem was, was is is through all of that, I had found this thing that really uh, always made me feel good, and always like it was the one thing I could rely on. And uh, at a very young age, I got, you know, hooked on pornography. And that mm-hmm. was before cell phones and the internet and all that stuff. And unfortunately, that became my thing. I ended up joining the military. I, I moved away because that's what you do. You run mm-hmm. uh, when you can't deal with your problems. And I was young. And so I moved away uh, and joined the Air Force. Got married young. I got married when I was 20 years old. Uh, my wife had just turned 21. The problem was is I brought all those problems I thought I was running away from. I just brought it into my marriage. Mm-hmm. I spent, I've been married for 17 years, by the grace of God alone, mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, and uh, in fact, I married a woman from New Jersey that's as stubborn as I am. But she is, she is the, the best thing that's ever happened to me, hands down. Mm-hmm. So I struggled, and I brought those things into my marriage. I think I was 28 years old. I wasn't 28, what was I? 27. 27 years old. I just moved back to Buckley. I separated from the military. And I, had, I worked in the oil field for a while after I traveled a lot, and my... My wife, I came home one day, and, and, and at that time, I had pushed God as far away from me as possible. And I, because if I, if I had recognized the fact that God was real, the God that I knew as a kid and, and had been taught, then I would have to feel bad for how I was living. Mm-hmm. So, at, you know, at, at 26, 27 years old, I, joined, I go in the oil field, and I got laid off. And in uh, 2015, there was a big layoff, 100,000 oil field workers. Called my wife to tell her, I don't know if I'm going back to work and what mm-hmm. we're going to do. And she says to me, okay, well, hey, by the way, I went back to church. And, and she'll tell you this so I can say it. It was the first time she hadn't nagged at me for something. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't care what you choose to do. I love you. I care about you. Go do it. But I'm, I'm not going to live this way anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, through all of that, it's a very long story, but I ended up going to church. And it was it, the amount of conviction. And the first time I'd actually gone to church and I was angry and I was bitter and some stuff happened that God just, 
I mean, just showed up in a huge way, humbled me literally to my knees in the middle of a church service, literally out mm-hmm. of a chair on my knees bawling because, you know, the things that I had been saying, the pastor just talked about. And, yeah. and it was a moment where I finally, it was the first time in my life where I actually submitted. And, and I said to God, like, you can have everything. I don't have a job. I lost my job. I've lost everything. You can have my wife, you can have my kids, you can have my car, you can have my house. I don't care. It's yours. It's yours from the get-go, and I've been holding it, and I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It was the most freeing moment of my life. And so since then, I turned 180 degrees in my life and realized that I had been struggling with addiction and, and, um, in a lot of ways, and I was an addict, and I had to, and I had to fix that. And I took responsibility for the first time in my life and didn't blame anybody. And I gave up some control. And then I spent, I spent spending the last about 10 years trying to, <laughs> trying to go the opposite direction. And so. you've, you've had some amazing men around you. Absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah. that's one thing that you're blessed with at the tab. Very much. Uh, the Buckley Tabernacle. And mm-hmm. I would say if anybody's within driving distance that you're looking for a church, yeah. you'd, you'll be hard-pressed to find a mm-hmm. better group of guys to, um, in that, that group. I've spoke there. Three times, I think it was, was it, it wasn't last fall, fall before when I spoke at, I believe, or was it last fall? It that was I last spoke? fall. Well, last fall yeah. at the, yeah. you called the Fight Clubs. Yep, Fight Clubs. And, yeah. um, and it's a great, your mm-hmm. pastors are great. You know, yeah, most of them, when when your pastors need a, someone needs to get away, they're usually mm-hmm. here hunting. That's and that's, that's yeah. a great, it's, yeah. I, and I, you know, I grow because of that too. Yep, absolutely. A minute ago, or a few minutes ago now, we were outside and we talked about uh, something else that I thought we'd touch on quickly, and that was, the walls in my in my dear yeah, camp. Yeah, talk about that because you okay. you brought us something very interesting and opened my eyes about yeah. myself. Yeah, no, I. Uh, so, like I said, this is my fifth year up here, um, and you have a very impressive, I guess you call it, trophy room, mm-hmm. living room, uh, in in the lodge. I remember the first year I, I was telling you the first year I came up here, I, I walked in there, and I've always I, you're one of those guys that doesn't hunt very much but loves hunting. He's got a passion for it. It just doesn't always have the time and the ability. But, like, you always watch the hunting shows, and you see lodges like that. And then you walk in, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, wow. And and, and like, it's not trying to covet it, but, man, yeah. I, I, that is so cool. And, um, and I remember the first time walking in. I still have pictures saved in my favorites on my mm-hmm. photos on my phone. Of the first time I came in, and every time I invite somebody up here to come hunt, those are the pictures I send okay. And um, But there were, you know, and then I remember sitting for that first week, and Every night we would tell stories of each buck, yeah, and where it came from and who shot it and the cool stories behind. And Nick them. could bring R- R- Nick could bring on the tears. That's <laughs> right, yeah. So you know, but it was such a cool and amazing experience. But now five years later, I walked in. It's kind of lost that, you know, that uh, that initial passion mm-hmm. and yeah. and fire the of, awe the awe yeah. yeah. And it was like, um, and I walked in the other day and I I got settled in because I was working and mm-hmm. you know some guys were hunting and. And I got in, I settled all my stuff in, I did my thing, I sat down, worked on my laptop, and, and I was sitting in the mudroom um, getting some stuff in there, and one of the pastors who's up here this week hunting with us, he walked in, and I heard him say, like, wow, <laughs> look at, holy mackerel, and, and it clicked in my brain, like God speaks to us, you yeah. know, I said how he speaks to me. And it was, it was, it was this moment of conviction of, remembering that initial awe I had and the difference between then and five years ago mm-hmm. and now is like, and for some reason, and it's not for some reason, God did it. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit speaking to me, made me think of my wife. 
And it wasn't just that first moment I saw those bucks. It was the first moment I saw my wife. The first time we went on a date. First time that we actually had a conversation that was revolved around us dating. And I remember that that fire and passion I had for my wife. And, you know, 17 years, almost 17 years, it'll be 17 years in March later, it's like, where, when did I lose that? When did I take for granted mm-hmm. the gift that that was and what God gave me? Yeah. You know, and it's stuff like that, honestly, that's why I come to camp. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, and like you were talking about the tab, I come to this camp, I love the tab, and there's mm-hmm. unbelievable relationships. Mm-hmm. I come here because every year I have a different relationship. Yeah. I don't take for granted the, what the relationships are with the hunters here. Because yeah. if it wasn't for the relationships, I'd have quit this a long time ago. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work. If it weren't for the relationships, the hunting is, is, is just hunting. Yeah. But hunting camp is what. Right. And, and now, like Matt Stevens comes mm-hmm. up, you know, and he's here two or three times a year, too. And mm-hmm. we just really enjoy just sitting and talking. And you and I have sat and had just some amazing talks that, that mm-hmm. really really changed my life you know that even this talk we had tonight and i and i was thinking about it with you know seeing my wife i that's we've been 43 and a half years yeah. and we started dating 47 and a half years ago but there are those days because you know what it is is i think as men we need and our and wives too but we need to pray god Never let me lose that. Yeah. Let me have eyes, and this is biblical. This mm-hmm. is let me have eyes only for my wife. Mm-hmm. I do see her in the same way often, and I get crabby. I've been crabby the last few days. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of stressful stuff going on with health and such forth. But I, I still, I still see her. I love her more today than I did forty four years or forty three right. and a half years ago. But you're right. We still sometimes yeah. we love, but we don't show it. Right. We don't respond the way we should. And and I appreciate your insight. You've got amazing insight. For of course, you've been through some stuff between yeah. the mil- military. Probably yeah. changed some things. Makes it you look did. at stuff differently. But um, well, we're about out of time. And I uh, I really appreciate your your friendship because again, I, I think that God put us. There's no doubt God put us together. Absolutely. And has, has yeah has has grown mm-hmm. that. And the guys that are out there in camp and one of your best friends and got to be mm-hmm. a good friend of mine now, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Pete's listening. I hope so. I'm going to send we're, it to him. We're going to make sure, <laughs> Pete, we miss you. Yeah. I'm um, hoping the next few days that you get to bring home a buck or at least something Absolutely. for venison. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. want your wife to say, no, you can't go no, next year. No, she, she won't do that. She yeah. knows how important well, this is. Well, it's so. amazing how many guys come here and they say... My wife told me, no, you're going. When yeah. I said, I don't know if I can go this year. No, you're going. Yeah. You need that. Well, so I don't even ask. Yeah. My wife just says, when, what date is it? Yeah. And we put it on the calendar. Yeah. And she knows. And it's it's important, she knows, for my health, uh, my mental and spiritual health to right. come up here and reset. Right. So. No, I agree. Yeah. And it is for me, too. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm going to a different hunting camp this week, and that'll be different for me, but yeah. it'll be it'll be enjoyable. Right. I really appreciate it. And again, um, we'll... Uh, Hopefully we could do this again, do another program next year. We yeah. go more in depth on some things, but I, uh, love that. I appreciate it. And again, I appreciate your friendship. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate everything that God has done with us. And I appreciate the listeners. And uh, and it's, you know, we're a week away from Christmas. Wasn't this will play now. And I just want everybody, Christmas isn't about the trees and the gifts. And mm-hmm. the, tree, the Christmas is about the original gift that God gave us. And we never want to forget that, and this is again. This program is is should be pointing to that all the time. Yeah. And if it's not, we'll quit. And I hope that the guys around me keep me accountable to that. Yeah. Thanks, Clayton, and we will. Uh, we're going to do some more hunting, and hopefully, maybe next week I can give a report on what you there shot. You go. But I hope. thank you all for listening. And uh, Adam's going to see us out. 
And we'll see you next week as we travel down the trail to adventure in God's great outdoors. We hope that you found hope in this week's program. We'll all face times of trials and temptations, and they can be overcome through Jesus Christ. Clayton today shared his struggles and sin issues, and because of the love and mercy of God and the concern and dedication of brothers and sisters in Christ, he was able to overcome. In John 16, in the words of Jesus Christ, we can see how to win the struggles of life. The verse says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. What great hope we have, that no matter what we come up against, we have a Savior that helps us overcome. If you've enjoyed today's program and would like to hear the extended podcast version, you can find it by looking for Dean Hall's Trail to Adventure wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This program is provided by and can be contacted at God's Great Outdoors, P.O. Box 414, Powers, Michigan, 49874, or on the website ggoutdoors.org. For our host, Dean Hulse, this is Adam Erickson, wishing you a very Merry Christmas, and remember that we're celebrating the birth of our Savior that gives us hope. <laughs>